0: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto... Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one
2: decking brand.
3: Welcome to Crunch Time. You're with Jalisa Apps. And Stephen O'Keefe joining us for the first time in three weeks.
2: Yeah, I've had... Uh, it's been a bit wet, hasn't it? I've had some cricket finals, which I was meant mm, to be playing. A bit wet for cricket. It, yeah, it has been. So <laughs> we've had our semifinals washed out. So we... we uh, had a presentation night last night to end our season. We had a fourth grade team get up and win, which was great. But yeah. unfortunately, our first grade team will just blame the weather. So, yeah, beaten by the weather. Joyce. I was
3: starting to think that you'd ghosted me, but you actually were playing cricket? <laughs>
2: yeah, I've actually, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking it out with the Manly boys. Can um, you
3: retire? I'm so confused.
2: I, I'm, I, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit like John Farnham. I just like the press around, is he or isn't he? And then I just rock up and. You know, I get cheered by the thousands of people who turn <laughs> up like back. It's the second coming. Uh, Lazarus, they're calling me. <laughs> so the, the truth is I'm just trying to negotiate higher dollars um, so I can get paid.
3: Oh, yeah. With the uh, with your sixes, are you doing your yeah, – how's maybe. your deal going?
2: Yeah, not great. Really? The older I get and uh, they just keep cut it, cutting the contract in half and I'm like, you can't go – I, I was like, well, it's a base contract now. You can't cut that in half. It's yeah. illegal. To get it any less. Yeah, these
3: are workplace standards.
2: Putting on 10 kilos probably doesn't help that negotiation. Let's not tell anyone that. <laughs> do, you want, do you want
3: me to go in? I'm a tough negotiator.
2: I would. I, I, I can see that. I, I <laughs> Yes. You, you, <laughs> probably savage. a lot cheaper than my current manager. Let's go for it.
3: Um, because the thing is, is that in all seriousness, not la- the last final but the final before the 2020 final, which was, which was the one at the SCG against the Scorchers.
2: Scorches, yeah, that was two years ago. So it wasn't 20, last year, it was the last year before. Twenty so twenty? Twenty yeah.
3: Okay, so I was actually sitting in the crowd and all around me everybody was cheering your name. Were they? Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: I do give out a lot of free tickets. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: so <laughs> therefore I have like, a lot of friends. Suck,
3: suck. Yeah. But in all seriousness, your performance in the Big Bash this season was also pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, I think um I, I think the biggest concern is uh Probably the body, I reckon, and yeah, you know, I, I do miss a lot of games through injury, so I think that that'll be I the say biggest everyone, concern. Though. I know that's what I say to them. <laughs> um, however, yeah, there you know it is a young man's game, and you've got to be fit because it's a condensed period over six weeks, um, which you've got to be up and ready for. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, well, hey, let's see how the radio gig goes first. See, Bookyavi yeah. looking at me like, "Oh, is he any good to hang around for the?" It's similar contracts, actually.
3: At least two hundred
2: bucks you- a game, two hundred bucks a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's,
3: <laughs> at least you can't. Uh, at least you can't. If you get injured here, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: Uh, we, we play with injuries. Yeah. Um. And how's your betting and your – how are you going with the Isuzu? Have you got us sorted? You were going to go get us sorted with some utes.
2: Utes, yeah. No, no. No, su- No. did I? What was I getting utes for? Uh,
3: yeah, I told you to.
2: Yeah, to go and buy a brand-new car, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm stuck you with You said you were going to get us a deal. Yeah, stuck with the Mazda 6, um, but still negotiating terms. So um, – yeah, can we revisit that one a bit
3: later? We can. Yeah. Um, do, you've watched a lot of footy this weekend, I yes. imagine? Yes.
2: Up the bunnies. I mean, again, we weren't as clinical as what we w- yeah. were. Uh, but I feel like we're getting better. Guys like Ilias are performing better. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the loss of Mitchell's going to hurt us, but Taff was back. Um. Uh, yeah, Brooksy doesn't want to talk too much about it because <laughs> of the Dragons. I mean, led in 36 points against Parramatta in the mm. second half last week. And again, we're just... Let's face it, pretty woeful. Yeah. Um, But we'll get to that one later. But what what about the game that had more drama than maps? Oh,
3: the Titans.
2: And the Eels.
3: I'm currently copping it on Twitter, which will be um, all explored in good time. But, geez, that had a lot of drama. The the (laughs) penalties, (laughs) the pitch invasion. (laughs) It had everything. But um, we're going to go through all of that. And also – we're going to cross um, to the call for with Mark Braybrook and uh, Katie Brown calling all the action from the NRLW Grand Final, the Dragons and the Roosters. This is going to be a really good game. Ta- we were doing the show. You weren't here, so because you were playing cricket, but we yep. were doing the show last week from the finals. Right. And I ran in with 30 seconds to spare because there were so many people at the finals that I just couldn't get a park.
2: Right. It, it was so just, you only got the last 30 seconds of the game.
3: No, no, no! Thirty seconds till I was on air.
2: Oh, right! I didn't. Okay. I didn't walk
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that late. Good. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was noted in what the, have I missed yeah. <laughs> in the debrief.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> it was noted in the. So it was. It was <laughs> savage.
2: Well, they got their value for money, as did you.
3: Yeah, it was um, actually belter. It was it was really really good but um it was good to see the crowds now sort of turning out. This one I think is a little bit disappointing for the NRL because they would have been thinking that at least one of the Queensland sides were going to make it. Yeah. The Broncos, they would have been really bagging on. Mm-hmm. Um so to have it up in Queensland when it is Dragons and Roosters, probably not ideal for the NRL but mm-hmm. um Hopefully, it is a good...
2: Good for the competition, though, because you've got a couple of Sydney teams yeah. now beating. I mean, what what's the record for the Broncos? They've what? Was it two straight?
3: No, three. Three.
2: So, they've yeah. won three. So, I mean, I think it's healthy for the competition that you're now seeing these other teams yeah. developing, um, you know, uh, their players. And, and hopefully, I mean, they're going to expand, right? It just seems that the natural progression of this competition is to slowly progress, maybe one, two teams, and then go... You know, you're adding two or three rounds, so you want to do it slowly. You don't want to do it quickly because you don't want to dilute the talent that's there. But, I mean, it's it's one of the more most watched games. Hearing the numbers, I mean, they're just they're up there with the NRL matches in regards to what people are watching. Uh, and the skill level is just getting better each you know week in week out. And last yeah. week's contest was an uh, absolute uh, testament yeah. to that. So. Um, today, look, really looking forward to the game. It's going to be exciting, and it's. I, I think it is an even contest.
3: Yeah, well, they're going to add um, on that expansion. They're going to add two more teams next year to the the year after. And Andrew Abdo, he is very conscious of not diluting yeah. the talent pool and not going too hard, too um, too, too quickly, and yep. you know that kind of thing, which is important. As much as we want it to expand, you want it to expand well, to, though, as well. Are you right?
2: Sorry, there was a moth in yeah. here. we have got a fifth guest. <laughs> maybe, the so, no one, to, maybe the moth's got more. Maybe the moth got more to add. No than. one can see. <laughs> yeah, no one can
3: see this, but um, Socky's <laughs> just batting away ghosts. <laughs>
2: He's batting away the demons. Yeah, I've been doing that for the last 35 years. So if I start doing that and uh, you're having a fit under the table, yeah, just yeah, ignore me. Carry on with the he's, show. He's batting away the demons. I was wondering
4: awesome. what that wouldgie board was doing here and now I realise. Into um, <laughs> you know that stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Microdosing. I heard it's good for you just to sort of, you know, create um, neural pathways. Anyway, come Sock,
3: on. just on another thing of you this morning, why were you here so early?
2: Yeah, I, I've... This is like a um, PTSD thing. So one of the (laughs) things that happened with my uh, cricketing career and got brought out in my end of season um, contract meeting was that I was consistently late. And I I don't – I'm not deliberately late. Like (laughs) It's just that I've got a really poor memory. Or when I see times, I just sort of –
3: You can't judge it.
2: I'll stick to it and I'll embed on it and then I'll think I have to come in. So I thought I saw 10 – on my thing, which i think i did see 10 from Brooksy to come in so i thought oh, i need to be in 10 so i need to leave at 9 to get in at 10 but
3: did you tell me how to come no, in at 10 i think 10? the
2: message I said 11 to be at 10. yeah so i i just saw 10 so i thought oh we must be starting at 10 to get in at 9 but the same thing happened on thursday i was in was an hour early and everyone's looking at me like who is this who's this weirdo but fortunately enough we've got a couple of really you know uh hard work uh uh, workers in here like Brooks, who's in here at the same time so they, they can afford to let me in
3: I was on the lounge
2: and um, I also yeah. like to raid the fridge and people's lunch boxes it's a strategy and lunch yeah, it's a strategy
3: yeah fair enough well yeah, yeah you why mean, were you
2: so late Jalissa is more to the point
3: oh just always oh, just p- well prepared all the time <laughs> just I, I prepared days before days before So I um I no I was sitting on the couch eating toast, toast when you text yeah. and I thought god he's He's really, he's really stopped this one up. Anyway, we are going to review all of the footy, starting with the Eels and Titans after the break, but we'll be back after this.
1: Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
3: Well, we're joined by Josh from Dabble. Josh, how are you today?
0: Yeah, good, Jalessa. Uh, can you tell me, how's,
3: how's the betting going? Who's who's had some successful multis?
0: Yeah, that's right. So, obviously, Dabble is a new betting experience uh, for punters. It's basically like social media meets betting. So, you can follow all your favourite experts. Uh, like Zach from the, the Saturday Crunch Time team, who is on fire at the moment. Uh, he hit a, a five-leg multi last week, and he's multi He's still alive today. So he's hoping for Nicora to school uh, a little later on, but, you know, there's uh, still r- room for work for you.
3: Now, just tell us about Dabble. Explain to everyone again, what is Dabble if people don't know?
0: Yeah, so as I've said, it's a social media platform. So if you basically, uh, like my wife, who doesn't mm-hmm. want to listen to me talk about mm-hmm. the Masters anymore, I can jump on the, the Dabble app and, and communicate with other punters through the banter channels or follow people like yourself and if you put something nice up I can just copy that bet with one click.
3: Amazing and have you ha- have you had any success? I'm always curious about that.
0: <laughs> oh, look, I just I just follow people that's basically all I do. I'm just one of those people that copies bets like yourself. You get a bet today. Uh, Nico Hines to score. Dane's uh, to score as well. So that's a $12.52 multi. If those two leagues get up uh, you'll be very happy. Which one do you like there, uh this,
3: those
0: two. Nico. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. I guess uh, that's I'm why put him in there. <laughs> that's
3: <amazing.
0: laughs> I'm gonna be going with that. Awesome. Well, the easiest way to copy that bet, you just have to download the app, follow the Crunch Sun NRL team, follow Stats as well. He's loving it. Uh, and go on, have a dabble dabble socially, and gamble responsibly.
1: Enjoying crunch time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy crunch time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nice one. I guess oh, that's where you put him gonna... in there. That's
0: amazing. I'm going to be going with that. Awesome. Well, the easiest way to copy that bet, you just have to download the app, follow the Crunch Sun NRL team, follow Stats as well. He's loving it. Uh, and go on, have a dabble. Dabble socially and gamble responsibly.
1: Enjoying crunch time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy crunch time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. You're with Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa Abs. Call us on 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that have a lot of thoughts on, particularly last night's game, which we're going to go through, but also uh, some of the other results, Dragons fans, I know have a lot of thoughts on their side at the moment. Eels versus Titans, Sock. What did you make of this game?
2: Well, yeah, as I said earlier, I feel like it had more drama than a, a maths dinner, yeah. didn't it? At the, at the end of the, you've been at, enjoying maths. Yeah, I haven't been. I've been forced. Oh, I've, oh, been forced I've been forced to watch it. That's what every good boyfriend says, don't they? Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I just there's a, there's a, so many talking points, but uh, so many points of the game frustrated me. Not only. Um, sort of, you know, as a sports person. But as a sports fan, Mm. you're starting to lack consistency. When you lack consistency, you lack integrity. And then as a fan, you're just generally disappointed. Um, When you're seeing players consistently, as we saw in the game, milking penalties. Um, When we had Graham Annesley come out during the week saying if there were going to be these cynical penalties, that players were going to get sent off. Yep. Um, And we saw two cases of it, which were line ball. Lucky uh, that they went... Way of the Gold Coast Titans and weren't uh, sin-binable offences. But then, you know, you you fast forward down the track and if we're going to go off that, we go to the Junior Paula contact, which was, what, you know, 120 kilos at the bunker deemed to be contact deliberate, well, high contact with the head. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't see Brimson get checked HIA independent doctor off. So as a player, I'm just so confused as to if you're making contact with the player's head – You know. um, It's either
3: one or the other, right?
2: Well, yeah, I think if one's going to happen and get Simbin, then surely the player's got to go off and get HIA assessed.
3: Okay. Well, let's go through it uh, one by one because we do have a bit of audio. So, first of all, the Eels won 26 to 20. It was a really resurgent Titans that came back from what in the first half looked like a game that they just were not um, going to be able to be in the contest at all. So, let's listen, first of all, to the Toby Sexton penalty and challenge.
0: Yeah, but the this- Wallace takes another run at them, loses it. Was he offloading? He's oh, yeah. claiming it was stripped there, out. There, Nothing happens there. Well, this is interesting because yes, we they want to give a penalty okay. so they can
1: challenge. Yeah, but we the saw during the week. Unsuccessful, you will be going to the
4: second.
0: There center. you go. Well, okay. There you go. So they did Now the they... Let's... Explain what happened. They have deliberately given away a penalty here because they feel of, uh, the, previous the previous play is a, a challenge play. that they will win. Yes. Now, he has just said, if you don't win the challenge, you're going to the sim bin because you have played this a card game. This Sexton. is quite a
1: moment. This is a big moment here for the Titans.
3: So that was Toby Toby Sexton. The pe- challenging, uh, creating a penalty basically to get the challenge. And then, again, it happens again. Patrick Herbert does, uh, creates a penalty to get a challenge again. Let's listen, listen to that audio. Asaka,
1: he offloads to himself and doesn't get it back.
0: Everyone, well, they're lodging in all sorts of complaints. All dude, Pasaco's hurt. He's holding down because he wants to challenge too.
1: Okay, wait. Okay.
0: well. This
1: is this is it's coming shambles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is has. just a shambles. All it's not a this. good look. This for the game. Oh, this is this is a shambles. Now
0: this is not captain's challenge. Titans are challenging that there was a, a hold off the ball in the previous play. Yeah, the he company. just came straight in
1: on top of Mitch Rainey Herbert, and you could just see blatantly looking at the
0: referee.
3: So it didn't take long for the captain's challenges to start getting exploited. I thought this was really the one rule that you wouldn't be able to exploit, but. Obviously you can. And Graham Ennersley said early in the week, a team can't try to create a stoppage in order to challenge something that has been previously missed. If there is a natural stoppage, then they can challenge the reason the referee caused the game to stop. Some people will say it doesn't matter as long as we get the right decision in the end, but there has to be some parameters. Otherwise we will have stoppages in play all the time. That's something no fan wants. Once they think they get the decision once they think they get a decision changed, they would just be coached to give away a penalty so they can then go back and challenge the original decision, which is exactly what had happened. So
2: now I'm going to give some credit to the players, okay? Because we don't give footy players we never enough give credit. Footy we treat them like bull credit. feds, but this is a well thought out. Uh, you'd say that they're towing the line of the rules or laws of the game. Um, I think we see it pretty consistently. One other thing that frustrated me, and it, it it's not that in specifics, but when Daley Cherry Evans stayed down the other, the other night with a sore neck, grabbed his neck, and then once a penalty was blown for a crusher tackle, just got up with a big smile on his face as if to say, there's nothing wrong with me, but I am, I'm going to milk it. So there are levels and degrees of the way that players are milking the system in, for the benefit of their own team. Now, this is just one example. Mm-hmm. Now, we've heard that if you do get it wrong, you're going to be sin bin. Yeah. But it's clear that the players on the field have, have, have seen – something that they know is not has been missed and should be picked up. So I think credit has to go to the players. What the NRL has to do now, in my opinion, is go back and look at these parameters and look at these rules, and what you want ultimately is the right decision, exactly. I think, made at the end of the day. However, I think this consistent milking is going to slow down the game. It's going to tear up the fabric of it and the integrity and and just – make it more and more inconsistent and
3: fans just get so frustrated when play gets yeah, it's stopped it's not nfl all the time. is it it's not nfl
2: exactly. as as vossy said it's starting to turn into a dog's breakfast and at the end it was it was like oh god you know go to the fridge and get another diet coke yeah. and some popcorn we're going to be here watching footage of some bloke with one finger on a shirt pulling a player back and another guy diving to the ground like a, 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 <laughs> an international soccer game calling for a penalty so look it 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 was frustrating to watch however what happened on the back of both those plays you know, it, they, yeah. they both ended up in points. True. Quite rightly going to the team that deserved it because the penalties were, in, in, you know, incorrectly called. So the challenges stood up. I'm interested to see when these penalties don't stand up. And honestly, his call does come into place. Who will be the first player that will be... You know, sin bin for this cynical calling. I mean, you know, I'm very,
3: I'm very interested to hear Graham Ennisley on Monday. He yeah. did oh, press it. conference <laughs> on Monday. He's probably sitting there at the moment, going, "Oh, great, they're all <laughs> going to turn up." Because you know those weeks when all the media's going to turn up, where, oh, yeah. and then they know those weeks when it's just like it was a pretty mundane round, and uh, in terms of um, refereeing, which we like to see, so Ooh. no one turns up. But let's listen to Brad Arthur and Clint Gutherson on the Titans captains' challenge.
2: Yeah, well, it didn't go against us, so I'm not happy about it. Um, well, it didn't go for us, sorry. So I'm not happy about it, but yeah, I, don't,
0: I don't know if you know, deliberately giving away penalties is, is good for us. Now, what's the
2: captain's challenge like? Is it a mess at the moment? It seems like teams can just exploit little loopholes and get
0: away with it. Yeah, it was a bit weird. I was asking because la- I remember watching a game last week and the, the ref said to, to the captain, you can only challenge that last play, the penalty, yeah. uh, not the play before,
2: which could be a knock-on, might be something else. So... Uh, I remember the ref saying it to the captain, and
0: I was just asking the question. It happened obviously happened to it twice, and uh, pretty crucial. But I think they scored off the back of both of them. So I was I was just asking the question as as I was watching the game last week. It's obviously pretty inconsistent. So. Do you know the rule, man? Or? Well obviously you can. You can so. As uh. we well, said on Monday, if he wanted, if the cynical penalty is given away for the prior batter to be ignored and the actual penalty to be the play that. So perhaps the player should have been binned rather than having the challenge investigated. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I was watching the game last week and the ref um, did say
2: you can only challenge what the penalty is for. That is the last play on the field. And um, he didn't really um, communicate what what was the go there. So obviously we just moved on and and played the game.
0: But um, like a bit of clarity going into the next couple of weeks, so...
3: All right, so obviously the Eels weren't happy and they are calling for clarity, which I think everyone will be asking Graham and leave for clarity on Monday. What about Justin Holbrook? What did he have to say?
0: Monday says you haven't understood many uh, players and coaches. From now on, if you deliver a cynical penalty for the effort of having the play uh, reviewed, you'll go to the bin and it won't be reviewed. Would you have a problem with
2: that? I don't, I don't know. It's it's, it's, hard, it's hard to hear. A, a Look... The easy one is get it right the first time when we're not doing all that stuff. But look, I get it's hard as well. You know, there's only one one referee out the middle, so I, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah.
3: So he didn't come out really in raging support of what happened in terms of his players getting a, a penalty, did he?
2: No, it, it just, to me, it just sounds like he's confused. And he also alluded to, one, there's only one referee. I mean, is the, is the question, do you go back to the second referee? I don't know, but all that we need is clarity. I'm sure we're going to get it on Monday. Fingers crossed.
3: The other big thing that uh, came out of this game was the Junior Paulo um, sin bin that was um, on AJ Brimson. So it sort of – to me, it did look like he went in with his shoulder right. and, and didn't really wrap. I, I don't think there was a huge attempt. I know that everyone's going to disagree with me, but yeah. my Twitter's yeah. already blowing up. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everyone get on there. But there there wasn't – I didn't think there was a huge attempt for him to wrap his arms. Around. I thought it was a little bit careless, but there was contact initially with the shoulder it's sort of that sort of then went into the head but AJ Brimson everyone was pointing out on on the socials that AJ Brimson's holding his they're going going it's my shoulder it's my shoulder and everyone was using that in it as an excuse for why Junior Paulo shouldn't be sinbin of course he's yelling it's his shoulder he doesn't want a HIA yeah. like <laughs> let's all think logic like critically here why is AJ Brimson screaming it's my shoulder because he doesn't want to go off his well
4: and the information that came out of that incident right you've got him going off for 10 minutes mm. and brimson staying on for what was deemed a high shot this mm. is something annesley's going to have to clarify again because you can't penalize someone for a high shot mm. and keep the player on the field because he's gone oh it's my shoulder because then that nullifies the sim bin, really like in regards to the player getting hit mm. But the person making the decision about the high shot has to stick to... The the officials in the game have to stick to the call and go, sorry, AJ, you're you're going off because we've just penalised the guy for a high shot to the head.
2: It has to be almost compulsory in in that regard. Either that or his head is made out of cement and he can take 120 kilos, as the bunker has said, on slow-motion camera. But then how does the independent doctor... Do they have any communication with the bunker? Are they seeing that same slow-motion footage and them going, well, no, that's just shoulder-to-shoulder contact and there's a bit of whiplash, no, that doesn't deserve a look. Because I am so confused, you know, that this independent doctor, after hearing that the bunker has said this is direct contact to the head, yes. and this is only 10 minutes, why should it not be a sin bin? Why should he not be off for the whole lot? That's 120 kilos coming in as hard as possible with direct contact to a player's head. This, 12 months ago, was straight away off.
4: You'd think the independent doctor would have, like, seen the seen the plot it all play out mm. and go, Well, I'm assuming that this player's gonna come off for an HIA because they've just penalised a guy for hitting the head, yeah. regardless of whether he hit the head or not. Correct. And then the doctor would have had to have a couple of minutes later gone, Hey, have you guys done a HIA yeah. a check on AJ Brimson? Mm. But he stays on yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and puts and the grubber in, the in for the try he's, straight he's, away. Yes. So there has got the communication is clear like clearly has to be analyzed here mm. from the bunker to the referees, to the independent doctor, because that situation, fans are just going to not respect the rules because you've yeah. got a guy going off the bin and then a guy staying on the field for, like, the same thing, a hit to the head.
3: The other big thing out of this game was the pitch invader. This is what I'm copying it on the tweeter <laughs> for because the I... The The tweeter. <laughs> I thought it was the most ridiculous overreaction. Okay, so if anyone hasn't seen the footage, the, a woman runs on in a bra, in uh jeans or something, and she's running around and it looks quite clearly like she's not trying to get to the players. She's just, she's a pitch invader. She's being an idiot. 100% she should be grabbed, taken off. See you later, love. You're not welcome back at this stadium, whatever. But I, in terms of arguing that she's a threat, I think it was pretty clear she wasn't the security guard absolutely folds up mm. and it looked like it looked to me. I just had this like um flashback of the um, semi-Vellame tra- tackle on AJ Brimson a few weeks mm. ago at the end of the mm. game where it looked, it was the, the exact tackle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just thought this is such an over the top reaction. And everyone was praising the security guard going, this is, Great, and and they have to protect the players. I understand that, but come on, there were better ways to bring her down.
2: I think there's reasonable force, and I think mm. in this case, when watching it, it is so far over the top that it's not funny and it's not it's not a laughing matter. I, I think what she's you're completely right, Jalissa, That what she's done is the wrong thing, but there is no need. When you look at that footage, there are three or four people around her already. She's got probably a top speed of eight k's an hour. She's already intoxicated you don't you can make that assessment within about five seconds of watching the video she's not carrying any sharp by the looks of it sharp weapons does she need to be stopped yes does she need to be pile drived into the ground potentially causing harm or injury now I know when you step over that fence that you are opening yourself up to all sorts of um, you know personal damage but you know in this case I couldn't agree more with you it, it, it is stupidly over the top now people are going to have sit on the fence people are going to sit either side of it some people are going to say well what happens the next time someone does do it well Buddy Franklin had 50,000 people run on at the SCG yeah. game that everyone celebrated and thought was the most amazing thing uh, we just accepted that was the fact because that's uh, tradition of the game but I mean is that safe? Well, you only take one madman out of that 50 to go yes. around with a sharp utensil or leave something on the field to cause damage or harm. I mean, Buddy was roughed up in a positive way on yeah, the ground. Yeah. We had two blokes out on the park at the SCG who got forced onto driver, Avenue. Yeah. you? Um, so, a- again, I, I really did feel like it was overkill um, and, you know, is that, is that Graham Manisley's job as well, to look at that tackle and uh, come <laughs> back to Not, it? A, not officially. <laughs> he can review it can if he, re- he wants to. Can so. he review the security yeah. guard's protocol? But I, I agree. I'm 100% behind you. Have he you ever had a that. pitch invader? Uh, no, none, none that I've been on the field, but there's been some famous ones in cricket where Andrew Simons has dropped the left shoulder in and it's been celebrated. That has been man on man. And, and, and in that case, the, the, the player has made it all the way in the middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as a as a cricket fan, I think once in a Shield game, which no one watched, uh, a bunch of guys ran nude across the pitch. There's only four fans, um, and we just sort of cheered them as they went by <laughs> the You're like, hey. <laughs> right. yeah. The only
4: high disappointing high high thing high high. is that the crowd went from eight to four, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, like, we oh, no. We gave them show yeah. bags
2: and clothes to hang out just to give us a bit of substance for the game. A lot
3: of the replies that I got on Twitter was like, you wouldn't be saying this if this oh. was a male, oh, and, like, yeah. this is, like you know, you want to be treated equal. Well, that's being treated like, come on.
4: I caught a bit of it and there was a comparison to the Monica Sellers incident. And that to me is just like, whoa, yeah, easy. Like this is a hundred by 80, a hundred and let's say 120 by 80 meter field where she probably took about 30 seconds to get to the middle of the field. Monica Sellis was stabbed in the back from someone just jumping the fence and going two metres. Yeah. Like, yeah, there were that. that's something that needed a bit more security. This instance, I think by the time we saw the vision, it was a bit jovial and she was having a bit of fun. She wasn't carrying a weapon. like that. I like, don't
3: disagree with bringing her down either. Like it's she, just a matter she of needed apprehending to, her, right? Yeah, like, that's it, she needed not tackling to be, her. Yeah. She needed to be brought down, obviously. It was just the way that the tackle was done was just so brutal. And, like, I think there were just – better ways to bring it down. Everyone's like, what if she'd hurt Mitch Moses? Like, he didn't look too worried, did he? Like, he was standing there. She didn't even look like she was going for the players. No. Anyway, no. it was quite a dramatic night. Uh, no. we, we've got to take a break, but we will be back after this to review all the rest of the round. Give us a call on 1300 01 11 70. All the people tweeting me, that would be great. 0457 <laughs> 736 736 is the text line.
1: With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Call us on 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. You're with Steve O'Keefe, Jalisa Abs, and producer Brooksy. Now, just looking at on the field, mm. rather than the pitch in bay that was on the field, the actual play on the field, mm. um, thoughts on on the general sort of game rather than all the controversy that was around itself?
2: Well, I mean, I said certainly a tale of two halves. I think at the end of the first half, a possession was something like 70 30 to the yields. Completion rate was amazing. I think they'd had almost a, over 1,000 a metres gained by the forward pack, and the majority bar one had played that full 40 minutes. Um, and I think you're seeing players like Gutho. Moses and Brown really stand up and I think is going to be the key to their success going forward. Um, What else can we say about it? The second half, I mean, we saw the potential of how good and how dynamic I think the Gold Coast Titans can be to drag it back. Mm. Uh, After that, it was almost the reverse. They had 75% of the ball. They did, you know, they were quite attacking when they had the ball in inside the para 20, so they played well and, and were just lucky to come up short. Uh, probably another important talking point out of that game uh, was the Wonga Blake knee injury. Now, Brooksie's going to help us with that. Is that the fourth winger so far? Yeah, So,
4: Sevo yeah. so was injured into the season. Right. Dunster, um in the tackle from Terrell fui Right. During, was it the trials? Yeah, the trials. Yeah, then we had right. um, Sean Russell injured, punctured lung. Lung, that's scoring right. Scoring yeah, his yeah, hatty. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've had Wonga Blake, who was... Covering for Sean Russell injured within yeah. five weeks. Yeah, so four wingers, up. five weeks, or three wingers technically. But yeah. yeah, it's not looking good for the Eels outside. Have, if you're have Bailey Simonson, you're just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yeah. watching
3: Bailey Simonson score yesterday, I just was so upset that we've let it we let him go from the Raiders. He is really good. Big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. So one Blake will have um scans today. Um so as Brooksy mentioned, fourth winger on the injury list. It's uh, yeah, it's not looking good for cover in terms of for the yields. Yes.
2: Yeah, well, well, well the but what about the most important injury? And I hate to be biased here of the of the round so far. The great Latrell Mitchell out yeah. with a hamstring injury in the Bunnies Dragons game. Now that came after 15 minutes. Um, again, seemed a little bit innocuous. The last time he was out was in Edendi's uh, 2020 season, and it was a hyperextension of the mm-hmm. league, which looked bloody painful when he did it then. Now, I'm not sure if it is the same hamstring. It could be. I'm going to have a guess because it's a one in two chance that I'm right. But leading (laughs) into the game, he did have a cortisone injection into his knee. So he was running into the game a little bit lame. He's re-triggered or redone that hamstring for the bunnies. You know, looking at soft tissue injuries, you're looking at a minimum of three to four weeks, particularly with someone like Latrell, when you want to get him back high speed running. You know, you need to get through two weeks of... Of getting that soft tissue injury back to normal. Then you need two weeks high high speed running, and we're only this early into the season. Positive for the bunnies though is that you have the likes of Blake Taft. Now, before the game yes. they come out and said that they were going to share that full back role. Well, yep. now it just looks like it's gonna be Blake's, Blake Blake Taft's role, which to be honest, though, I'm excited for him as a kid. He's you know he's a sort of kid who's played, you know, a handful of games. It looks like he's played fifty. You know, he's mm. comfortable under the high ball back there. Still gives that dynamic, um, you know, uh, edge response to Ilias and Walker, and I still think he's going to be able to create some opportunities.
3: It was this Latrell Mitchell um, injury was interesting because early in the week, one of our reporters um, who went out there noticed um, that we were just sort of filming training, and and she noticed, well, hang on, where's Latrell, um, and noticed that he hadn't come out and he wasn't training. Um, And they said, you know, it's just a bit of a knee um, niggle that he's been um, struggling with. And Jason Dimitro in his um, press conference ahead of the game said, yeah, we're going to – he's going to – he's running – he said he's just had an injection. He said he's running the best I've seen him run all season. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, of course. So (laughs) he was – Talking it up. That's
2: classic. That's got the juju out yeah. on it. Yeah, that's the –
3: um, But he said, like, Blake Taff was ready to go, that he'd been training with the side um, mm. all season, that um, he was also coming back from injury um, as well, but that Latrell was really excited to see him and um, out there and share that role. But then we did see that ham- hamstring um, – injury last night, and he'll have stands to say today to see the extent Which it is. of it. Which it
2: was the same, so I've just been handed some important information here through my uh, assistants. I have a few of them. The same hamstring <laughs> as 2020 left. He comes with an entourage. The NRL physio says it's a uh, a minor one, so fingers crossed if it's in the belly of you, looking at three to four weeks uh, for Luttrell, but not good news for the bunny.
0: You know, uh,
3: Yeah. For the bunnies. No, it isn't. But I mean, Blake Taff, it, it's not um, you know, he's not Underdone. He's mm. someone that can um, fill in there. But as a bunny, you're a bunnies fan, aren't Absolutely, you? Absolutely. Yeah. Were you were you pleased with the game? No, I
2: wasn't. Oh. I was extremely frustrated, really? and I've been frustrated for. Twenty
3: four to twelve is a nice juicy looking scoreline, though. If,
2: if you're watching the game, it looks like someone had put grease on the ball. Like yeah. It was one of the sloppiest games. I mean, I mean, with here who's a who's a Dragons fan. I mean, they let thirty six points in against the Eels in the second half. Wasn't it the week before? And they look like a rabble. And I think the Bunnies, you know, got over the line 24-12 without playing great footy. But it does look like that there was no cohesion there with St. George. And there is big, big alarm bells, I think, with the St. George-Illawarra team. You might be able to fill us in on your thoughts, Booksy being an avid you know, St. George fan. What what are they going to do out there to turn things around?
4: I don't, like Watching it last night, like Ben Hunt was going in a dummy half on the fifth tackle. It <laughs> was... <laughs> just getting to kicks, like the kicks were, I, I, I don't know. Like there, there were some really good moments where they were kicking on the third and fourth and forcing dropouts and and yeah. you know go forward, rolling yeah. like rolling south back. But mm-hmm. most of it was south just getting up the field. They had seventeen errors in the game. The dragons, <laughs> like it seemed like every time they were coming out of a set, like Embai wouldn't run the ball back, which was the criticism of Sloan. He's too light. He'd pass it and then there'd be like an error from. Yeah. Um, Lomax dropped the Lomax, ball a couple of times. Hugs. Some really good tackles in defence from the um, Rabbitohs, but it's just like we're dropping these young guys, and these are the guys of the future. I and don't think see, anyone
3: could understand that.
4: And you see on the other side of the field, mm. Lockie Elias is getting a really good run, and, cool. and he's gelling. Yes, the Dragons didn't make the grand final like the Rabbitohs did, and you can slot these. Well, young we're still, guys but, in, but we're but still
2: one and they're still, you know, one and one and three leading into that game. It's not yeah. like we're setting the world on fire, and I. I like comments from Robinson on Walker during the week when he went in to defend his young halfback and say, look, his defence is an issue, but if we're going to produce and what these young halfbacks that the game wants to see, i.e. attacking, creating cutout balls, creating chances, running at the line, kicking uh, and being brave, then we need to give them time. Mm -hmm. Now, as soon as you, for mind, in any team, in any sporting team that I've done, when you start telling a player that we're going to rest you for uh, mental health, that, that time that you come back almost compounds it because of the waiting to come back in. And, again, we're going to see this without going on too much of a tangent against your dragons. We're going to see this with the dogs today, yeah. you know, with Flanagan coming back in, yeah. who's almost in a similar boat, who's been off for for, for mental health and form issues and now gets – well, here you go. Here's a, here's a hospital pass. We'll just give you the Panthers yeah. who are in red op form and, and jumping into that. It's
3: something. Sorry, go oh on. No, no.
4: I was just going to say one last thing. Like the Dragons scored a late try. It was 24-6 and yes. it was M by out of dummy half. half. Like there wasn't really any creativity in terms of creating points from the Dragons. They probably didn't get into too many chances because of the handling errors and just losing the rock. Yep. And the the meterage. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was I, a hell of a kickoff. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was it was a, a great <laughs> kickoff. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Hook does going forward with the team. Does he stick solid with his plan? Yeah. Because the Tigers um, are just the only team behind him at the moment. Yeah, and it, it, as I said, I think it's warning signs. I think you've created your own bed
2: there, and it's – I mean, the only way to quiet and, and silence the critics here is winning, and you hope that there's – Anthony Griffin does have some sort of great master plan in place, but, you know, we'll you know. Who'd want to be an NRL coach?
3: I'm um, always fascinated with the idea of resting, and it seems to be something that happens in cricket a mm. lot. What's your take on it when it happens in cricket?
2: Well, cricket, I think, is it, it, it's a little bit different um, in the fact that there's, there is actual genuine uh, evidence out there to suggest workload issues with back injuries in mm. fast bowlers in particular. And these teams can sometimes be away for 300 days a year, so resting them for mental reasons and being on long tours kind of makes sense.
3: Uh, yeah, rest- uh, cricket is resistant to it, though.
2: Uh, I think some are. Yeah. You don't ever want to give away a spot or your cap. Um, yep. And generally, when you're being rested, it's in the player's best interest to say, "We'll rest you, and you'll be back in this round, this round." So it's planned, I guess, a, a little bit in uh, going forward. You know, if it's okay. been a big hot test in Pakistan, you bowled sixty overs as a fast bowler, you probably need a break, but. You know, two different sports. It was frowned upon, but I think now it's being more and more accepted in cricket to get the longevity out of the play, particularly in the last fast bowlers.
3: Right. Well, we have plenty more coming up. We are going to take a break, and then we're going to review the rest of the round and also the games coming up today. You're listening to Crunch Time with Jalisa Rapps and Stephen O'Keep.
1: With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. You're with Jaleesa Rapp, Steve O'Keefe, and also producer Brooksy chiming in. You can call us on 1300 01 11 or text 0457 736 736. We have a couple of um, texts here. Pete says, how many plays back are we going to go? They weren't challenging the penalty. They're challenging the play before. So how far do we go back? Refs are going to make mistakes. The good teams play on and get on with it. I sort of agree with Pete. I get a bit frustrated with the ref whinging. Like, you do see the good teams. I mean, and we were talking last week that the good teams tend to also, their the calls seem to go their way.
2: Well, it was a 10-1, pen, it was a 10-1 penalty count against the Eels. Last night, so it was. Uh, you know, you can't blame the penalties. No, it's there. Maybe you ten Not
4: you're not blind.
3: <laughs> Dan at Padstow says Blake Ferguson back to the Eels with with their oh, winger could, could, crisis. Could, maybe. Yeah.
4: Probably too soon. Too soon.
2: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, he does want to come
3: back to rugby league. So would uh, want to
2: stay in England? Jeez.
4: Well, who no, he are... was Japan? Wasn't
3: he? He's, oh, yeah, he's off to Japan he he
2: playing not... yeah, rugby. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Mr. didn't start. Oh. Lo- oh, okay. Yeah, too soon. Got it. Now yeah, I understand yeah. what's going yeah, on. He spent thirty days in prison in Japan. and didn't play. Got it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just if no one else was clear, sock just laying it out there. <laughs> sorry,
4: sorry.
2: Oh yeah.
3: god,
4: wow, so just... we got to extend that production meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dan uh another Dan also says, Hey guys, and the lovely JA oh my god, love Dan already. <laughs> <laughs> I can't agree more. You guys are right about the pitch of Ada. Total overkill. I love this dude. Mm. Keep texting in Dan. Mm. Um but the Paolo hit was whiplash, happened last week during the Broncos Warriors game. The cannonball is more dangerous. Yeah, I have to agree with that. The cannonball is I it's mean, my
2: bugbear. I wish they'd get rid of the cannonball. That just needs I to go. I think everyone – yeah, that it's not just, back
3: in, hasn't it? Oh,
2: and, it's, and it's just so dangerous. Done the wrong way. It's just instant knee or instant rib and season for some blokes.
4: Yeah. You know? so Paddy the third, Carrigan, right? Yeah. He's out for four to six. That's from, it. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's just a vulnerable place. You saw Hargraves the other night as well, even in the tackle. What you wouldn't call that... That's not a cannibal. but he went up to play the ball and he was grabbing it at a bloke's ankle and twisting. And you're like, it's just such a vulnerable place to be hitting people from different areas. You've got syndesmosis, you've got ankles, you've got knees. And they're your most common injury types for the footy players, and yet they were still encouraging players, that third man in, to come in and shut that shut that area down, so...
3: Anyway. Um Willow from Windsor says, forget Daly and Stuart or Langer and Walter's Abs and O'Keefe okay for forming an outstanding combination on a Sunday, Arvo. Thanks, Willow for Wind- Windsor. A bit of chaos going here. Willow loves the chaos. <laughs> the chaos. Oh. <laughs> Willow and I talk always talk about chaos. Also, I think the – oh, this is Dan. Also, I think the HIA is getting misused, i.e. Nelson going off for a HIA when his shoulder was sore. Yep, I have to agree with that. And <laughs> two, double zero, Willow. Oh, this is Willow from Windsor again. He's texting twice. J.A., you may be copying some stick on Twitter, but I 100% agree with your view on the lady getting ironed out by the security guard last night, completely <laughs> over the top. And rumour is the security guard got one Dallian point for the
2: hit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Willow from
3: Windsor. Yeah, you won't get we'll be getting job after next the break. Week. Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max, born to live. Join the show anytime, call 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Soon we will be live from, we'll be crossing up to the NRLW Grand Final where the Dragons take on the Roosters. Both sides have no Grand Finals very well, but haven't managed to win one.
2: Yeah, and it is going to be an exciting day for both of them. I mean, the Roosters limped in this year with a 2-3 record into the four. They played an amazing game against the Broncos last week. Of course, come against up against the more consistent Dragons under Jamie Soward, uh, I think, who got coach of the year. Uh, Award, which was impressive.
3: You weren't there last week, but we were sitting out. So our radio booth was right next to him. Mm. And we honestly, it was basically the Jamie Soward show. We could just hear him. He was going off, Mm. off. He was yelling and screaming and carrying on. He takes it very seriously Seriously. and he's very passionate.
2: Well, he did say, he said uh, when he won the award that he doesn't coach women Football is He just coaches football, mm. which I think is a great attitude in, in, in what he's doing. You know, he's just yeah. trying to teach the game, which is fantastic. Anyway, late mail for the Dragons. We have Cody House has been shifted back to the bench an hour before kickoff and Talia Holmes will start in the back row. Tegan Dimmick, who had a hand injury, and Janelle Williams drop off the bench with Keeley Brown and Renee Target coming into the 17. For the Roosters, well, there's no late changes. Prop, Sarah, Togga... Tukey is free to play after successfully gaining a downgrade for a careless high tackle, which was a bit of a talking point. I think she got yeah. a grade two, downgraded to grade, grade one. one
3: yeah.
2: uh, on Broncos, lock Lavina Gould. Olivia Higgins picked up an ankle injury on Sunday, but he's right to take her place at hooker. Jess Sergis will play despite also battling through an injury last week so it's going to be a good game
3: Jester just also made the move from the dragons to the roosters yes. so it means a little bit more for her and she also said last week that she felt like that game was the toughest game that she's played in her life that she's like i feel like i already just played a grand final yeah so um, uh it'll be interesting because the roosters did have such a tough game if they can come back and back it up keep the momentum going
2: uh, now, last time they played, what was the, la- the score last time they played? I'm pretty certain it was 16-10 to the Dragons. Now, I could be completely wrong here, but so they do have a little bit of wood over them. Um, you know, but it's been a big week. Uh, Millie Boyle is a favourite of the SEN show. You get named Daily M medalist along with. Emma Tonatego, is that the...
3: Yep.
4: That
2: the, I'm hopeless with names here, you Stop laughing. Is <laughs> that correct? They, Steve uh,
3: O'Keefe is a pretty straight up and down name, isn't I'm it?
2: I'm a f- frenetic speller of names. <laughs> I, I get my own one wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so the Roosters have 10 players with grand final experience in the squad, seven who've played in the 2020 decider. So um, certainly going to be a very interesting one up there. It would have been, I I'd, like I said before, I think it would have been really good, um, given it is Redcliffe, if there had have been a Queensland side. I think the NRL might have been a little bit disappointed with that. But, I mean, good to see someone finally knock off the Broncos, I guess.
2: Well, I, I mean, I think it's good for the game. I mean, as this game progresses, the last thing that you want to see is a team that – you know, goes ahead and dominates and is, you know, we've had the Broncos have won three in a row. You want to see, again, this be... You don't want to see the talent diluted, but what you want to see is more con- these teams be more consistent across the park that any one team can win at any, at any stage of the competition. Um, it makes a a dull uh, spectacle when you have maybe one or two dominant teams in the competition um, and the rest sort of play second fiddle to that. So that's certainly not the case this year and, again, it will, certainly won't be the case next year.
3: Just looking back at um, the NRL, the men's competition, um, the Raiders and the Storm. Oh, this I don't want to review this game. This <laughs> makes me sad. Uh, in Wagga, so the Raiders had all the support. They can't really um, blame that. But the Storm eventually got them thirty. And when I say eventually got them, I mean from the start. <laughs> Storm thirty, Raiders sixteen. What did you make of this, Steve?
2: Well, I think it was, you know, to put it... T- I mean, it was a better showing from the Raiders, given how poor I thought they were against Manly the week before. Well, not poor, probably played the poor last sort of 20 to 30 minutes. But, um, you know, it was just the big gun players doing what they do best. Uh, you had Pappenhausen Try, Hughes, Grant and Munster all standing up. I think Hughes had two try assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Munster, Try. Pappenhausen Try. Um, so yeah, again, a, a solid performance, um, and I think Coach Ricky Stewart seemed a bit frustrated in his end of presser, but um, you know was 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 or wasn't reluctant to say that they, they they certainly weren't the better team on the on the day. Your well, thoughts on the game? There? Well,
3: first of all, let's take a listen to that Ricky okay, Stewart. Great.
2: They're doing it. We're we we're, we're making it easy for opposition teams, and that's why we're frustrated. That's why the boys out there are not enjoying their play.
1: Why is that? Rick, do you think, well, why isn't
0: it? I just said it, mate, yeah, because we're not why? building pressure. Yeah.
1: Is that You mentioned not changing the 17, but maybe may be forced into some changes next week. Is
3: Jarrett
2: Crocker coming to you? So, on, look, I'm, I've got to go back and have a look at it now and find what, if there's another, if there's a player I can bring in to improve that uh, performance, I'll
0: bring a player in.
3: I think he's getting a little frustrated, Steve, but uh, that's me as an empath sensing that Ricky might be getting frustrated. What do you think? Well, <laughs> you know, I
2: always go back to this book of uh, that Wayne Bennett, the man in the mirror. I'll mention it every time I'm on show probably. But the, he said that the, the coaches in the NFL stood for not for long and I'm, who would ne- who'd want to be a coach for quids? Literally know? no one. It's like painting a harbour bridge. You know, you start at one end, you, you think you got it right, then by the time you're finished, you go back to the start again, you fix some problems that you'd started with at the start of the What's year. What's the book? Uh, Man in the Mirror, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, yeah. What? It was written in about 2000.
3: Yeah, but why? Uh, who? What's the premise Bennett,
2: of it? Wayne Bennett. Sorry. Oh, it's a okay. Wayne Bennett. It's the coaching bible, but also my bible because they're very I've simple never, stories. I've never
3: seen this. I thought you
4: were his... going to refer to a Michael Jackson book yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah
3: I, would say, I, was
4: like, I was like, I did, hey, I did probably but, wrong show. I did. I did moonwalk <laughs> in here.
2: Um, yeah, no, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 the bible on coaching. If you haven't read it, it's it's fantastic, and he does talk about his early days at Canberra coaching and some of the stories and anecdotes. Mm. I think. Uh, he just goes on to say it's quite hard. Um, you know, one of, his, one of his key stories was that, you know, at halftime he'll walk in, he'll have a piece of paper in his left pocket for when the team's leading at halftime. Uh, and he's got a you know, piece of paper in his right pocket for when the team's losing at halftime. So he either goes to the left pocket if they're winning or right pocket. And he, he, Saturday's his, his day off. You know, we've done all the hard work during the week.
3: I am still don't really think that Ricky quite has nailed this team selection and I know I've been Good. banging. Let's go! Yeah, you, well, I want to hear as
2: the independent selector of the camera Raiders <laughs> here. What would you? What are the changes you're making?
3: I've been banging on about this for a few weeks, but uh, Semi Valame I just think needs to be back in the wing where he has played, where he's most comfortable, where right. he looks most comfortable at least. Um, and I also really would like to see Xavier Savage come into the side. I know that he's young and. Um, probably got a few errors in him, but I think we're just missing probably a little bit of threat mm. uh, there and a little bit of strike. And um, I would actually like, I, I've said this several times, but I would move Balame to the wing chance into the centers and Savage at fullback. Right. Um, a- and I, I, I do think a Savage would take a while to sort of adjust to that, but I think he's just a little bit of the strike that we're missing. And it, with the view of maybe planning for the next year or the year after right. that. You think you're
2: relying on Whiten and, uh, a little bit too much?
3: Yeah, probably. And I I actually really wanted when they were sort of looking for another half. I was I was for Mitchell Pierce or someone like Adam Reynolds mm. that can probably organise a little bit and yeah. let Whiten do the ball running that he's so good at. Um, I don't... We didn't
2: have the pennies in the bank, did they, to get him at eight hundred grand a year? Ah, you can always fix that. Don't worry about it. Broncos.
4: (laughs) Well, Jamal Fogarty would have been a good, yeah, yeah, and obviously long-term injury there. And Brad Schneider's done all right, I think. From you know what he's, you know, and interesting goal-kicking technique, by the way. But he does the squat. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, he does the old Johnny Wilkinson, which is yeah, I I don't mind. I
3: don't mind Brad Schneider either. I just think we need to bring some, uh, just someone more flair. A little bit of flair, a little bit of um,
2: a, a little bit control. of
3: unpredictability too. Mm. I think with uh, Xavier Savage, and are we going to win a premiership this year? No. We're oh, not. hang on! We're oh, not. No, we're oh, not winning. Holy yeah. close.
0: Like oh, so hang on. Well, we're awesome. down to fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> on oh, the I mean, dragons, yeah, the dragons all tigers. I reckon gone. you can
3: probably get rid of the bulldogs. <laughs> 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 it's
4: a twelve team comp. <laughs> oh, it's
3: twelve. It, at least it seems a bit closer than, than it does, than was last year. But I mean, there's no harm in bringing someone like Xavier Savage, who maybe is not yeah. quite ready, mm. in at this point, and then getting them to the point that they he is ready, maybe next year or the, the year after. I just yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It, it was just a it was just a grim game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, if you're if you're a Raiders fan, I is. mean, yeah, true. I <laughs> forget that there. Storm fans, might I forget be that not everyone
3: oh, goes for the Raiders. That um,
2: Storm Spine, yeah, it is. I was just watching him yesterday. Oh, could you not pick him off? I mean, who are you going for? I mean, what's what's Munster going to do? Is he going to be? If I mean, if I'm the Dolphins coach, and I can't get to, we're going to go to the Kalen Ponga thing in a minute, I think. But if you're the if you're the Dolphins coach, i.e. Wayne Bennett, is the Dolphins coach. The so the if mirror. you are Wayne Bennett, <laughs> um, who are you going for? I mean, I'm I'm throwing the kitchen sink at Munster. As you, I mean, he's just the most dynamic.
3: Over ponger,
2: um, because it, you probably it,
3: can only go. You got to get. You
2: can only get one. Don't they have an unlimited? If you had an unlimited salary cap, so if I had a million, you know, ten million, well, they have ten million dollars. Don't they? Yeah, If I had a hundred million dollars, you know, I think I <laughs> yeah. would go. Mun, personally, Munster one, Ponga two,
4: and they've already got three veterans from the Storm in Kafusi mm. and the Bromwich brothers. So they yeah, clearly like what they've got down yeah. in Melbourne, right? The Dolphins are yeah. going okay. We're going to get some Storm veterans for yeah. the culture, culture and leadership. Yeah, be great getting the 5 as well. Oh, he's right? a genius. Like, Wayne Bennett with those can turn. Guys.
2: Yeah, honey in to be shit. He did it with that yeah. origin team a couple of years ago. It was a whole bunch of no-namers yeah. and won an origin. He can, if there's any guy that's ever going to bring a team in yeah. for the thing and be a top eight chance, it's going to be Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins. Yep. And he's he's starting, you know, right between the lines. As he said, it's all about culture. Yep. And that's, who, that's what he wants. And he just wants a good couple of playmakers around him. Why not just steal the heart out of the Newcastle Knights and <laughs> take Ponga? <Palmer? laughs>
3: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens with Munster because obviously they've signed Harry Grand, Jerome Hughes is locked down, um, and uh, Bellamy said I think last week or the week before he said um, if we can get Munster, the club would have been done, it would have done really well. We just need to hog tie him. <laughs> um, <to laughs> literally <Such a> <laughs> hog tie him and get him to sign the contract. That that was what uh Bellamy said, but it um it would be incredible if he managed to keep and it, he probably does feel a little bit of loyalty, um, given everything he was went through at the club. To maybe take a little bit unders and stay yeah, well, at the storm. Uh, this
2: is another talking point which we can – you've got all day to talk about this loyalty business which frustrates me is that, you know, you've got guys in the middle of the year like Ponga going out and having meetings with Bennett and having to make decisions in, you know, by June 30 because that's part of his contract. I mean, it just frustrates me and it must be annoying. You see Jermaine Osako go from Brisbane – to play for the Gold Coast Titans opportunity, players on loan. Now, as a fan, I just get a little bit frustrated at the integrity of the competition that these windows or trade windows or player movement is allowed to happen. I just... Personally, I just don't think it should be allowed to happen.
3: But in defense of Kalen Ponga, his contract is very different to everyone else where he's allowed to do yes, that
2: yes no I, I agree that so that's written up. So he's not going to do it. Yes, so I, I'm not blaming Ponga. Yeah, I'm blaming right. the system that's in place because if I am Kalen, of course I'm going to go and shop myself around to make some decisions. And June 30 seems appropriate. But what if he comes back and says, right, I'm gone? What do you do with Ponga then at the nights? Do you give him the send-off that Reynolds gets or do you start going, well, stuff you, you you're playing like a busted we're going to drop you.
3: Yeah, I mean it is an interesting one. Let's take a look at the Roosters and the Broncos. This was a really interesting um game mm. in that the Roosters just looked so underdone early, didn't they? Mm.
2: We're we gonna. Oh, sorry. I thought we were gonna look at it through. a
3: <laughs> I, <was waiting> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for some <laughs> footage to come up. I was like, take a listen, and I'm
2: like, uh, stop uh, looking at
3: me uh, like, stop so yeah. giving me absolutely footage nothing. Donuts. I like the
4: footage aspect.
2: But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: so just to remind you, we are not on a visual medium. Yeah. Sorry. I we, we, we do. We, I've have got to four
2: talk. TVs around me, and I look straight up at the TV, thinking <laughs> that we're going to see some footage of the roosters. And, and Broncos game. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know what to make of that game. I thought Walker was reasonably impressive, but I think the biggest talking point, again, is someone like Adam Reynolds, who you're expecting to ice those games. If we – say we look at that last 10 minutes, he misses the conversion, mm-hmm. which would have got him to 24, 26. Yeah. They then get two penalties in the last couple of minutes, and one the, the second one was within striking range of Reynolds, and I – you know, he went for a kick. Uh, I think it was about his third or fourth kick. Looked like he'd pinged his knee, patella tendon down the front, not a physio. Uh, missed one that he, you know, you would usually kick at 80% and then, and then you know, they get done at the end. So, you know, if I'm looking at that and I'm looking at my star purchase for the year for the Broncos, yes, they played well. Yes, they're performing. Probably one of the better the games. Katoni Stags. I thought... You know, I was a bit of a bulldozer out there on the right edge. Looked really, really good. Um, however, I'd be frustrated that someone like Reynolds wasn't able to get the, you know, and that's coming from another Bunnies fan, um, to, to get it done. You know, Hargrave's great. Uh, you know, Rooster's doing enough to get it done, but a little bit hot and cold. Your thoughts, Delissa?
3: Well, take out Joey Manu out of that game, and it's a very different scoreline, isn't it? I agree, yeah. He is just... Through the
2: middle 30s, unbelievable. I
3: had this argument um, with Jimmy... Not an argument, we're nice to each other. But I had this argument with Jimmy Jimmy and James Magnuson last week. We were talking about our million-dollar players, and we were talking, looking at all the players that are on a million dollars. And the one that's missing for me is Joey Manu. He's the first player, if I'm building a He's club, your first pick. First pick. And I put on a million dollars. And it's because I, you can put him anywhere. But I just think he's so destructive. And he's just, yeah, I, it was really funny because I, actually one of the cameramen that I work with, Bezzy, who listens to all of our stuff, he, he sent me a message going, Manu on 1.2 million after the first try. And then... Manu 1.4 million after the <laughs> second try but um I just think he's he's fantastic and you take him out of the game and it's a very different scoreline I think he's He's not underrated. He gets the accolades, there, but he probably isn't known as that sort of million dollar player. I think that he's well, the first one I'd be going for. Well, I think
2: that's the the beauty of what the Roosters culture can create. They can get those sorts of players who are able to uh, sign ma- sign maybe at unders uh, a, a, and keep that team together and culture because they know that there are a chance of winning it. They sign the coach on a big term, long long term deal, which I think has great player synergy mm-hmm. and relationships, which is important. Um, and probably another talking point is Sam Walker's kicking game, yeah. goal kicking, which was absolutely useless all all season, and he and he iced a couple of big ones for him, mm. which in the end pointed out to be the difference. And you don't see too many goal kickers. Uh, you know they're twenty in um, fist pump their own kick. Sam did for <laughs> a second last one. I was like, "Geez, he must be happy with the you know finally landing it, getting a couple over the black dots." So, he
3: also just throws his body around like he weighs thirty kilos more, doesn't he? I
2: think he only weighs well. Does he? Yeah, he's the sixty. He throws around like a sixty. <laughs> 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 it looks thirty ring and wet. The, the poor bloke. But yeah, I mean, and again, Robinson talked about at the start of the year. These are the sorts of halfbacks the game wants. Um, and it's, it, it's good to see that he keeps encouraging him to play and play his, his way because I think in three or four years' time, he's going to be one of the standout halfbacks in the, in the competition if he isn't already.
3: Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. All right, we are going to take a break. You're with Jaleesa Apps and Steve O'Keefe on Crunch Time. We'll be back after the break.